Hello, you're listening to Baking to the Bee Movies with Ashley and Steph, broadcasting from the woods of Western Massachusetts, here to talk about the beautiful, the gory, the nonsensical, and of course, mostly bad horror filmmaking that we all know and love. In conjunction with creating recipes inspired by these beautiful abominations, you can follow us on Instagram at Baking to the Bee Movies and on Twitter at Baking to Bee Movies. Here is your spoiler warning and foul language warning, so listener discretion is advised. You can catch us wherever you get your podcasts and make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Now onward to good food, good friends, and movies so bad we literally cannot stop talking about them. Welcome back to Baking to the Bee Movies. What's so funny? (laughs) This movie that we're about to talk about. (laughs) Right? What a solid waste of time. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) welcome back to Baking to the Bee Movies. My name is Ashley. My name is Steph. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us today. We all we hope you're all doing okay out there. I got the gigs today. I got them bad. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting ready to record this. Though, we're just good. giggling, we're good. giggling like crazy. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Serious. I'm gonna get my professional face on. Thank you so much for joining us today, everyone. Um, really excited to talk about today's movie, and by really, I mean not at all. But we're gonna make the best. We're gonna make the best of it. We're gonna really have fun said with no it. No one ever. I'm I'm more excited to talk about the recipe. But we have yes, we have a little bit to cover today. But you know, we always have to do the usual. Subscribe, like, follow, share. We're at on... Baking to the Bee Movies Instagram. Yes. Um, at Baking to Bee Movies Twitter. Uh, inst- Instagram, we're Baking to the Bee Movies. Twitter has like a character limit, so we're just Baking to Bee Movies on Twitter. Twitter's the the inferior of the social media. Well, yeah, it's fun, but it's inferior. Yeah. So. Um, and of course, you can you can get us wherever you get your podcasts. So we're on like Everywhere. Audible and SoundCloud and Spotify and Amazon and all that good stuff. Apple, so Apple, maybe. I think we're on Apple. Maybe. One of my friends said Google, we were, but think. then they said we were. So I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. He's like a schizophrenic. Whatever. I don't know. One, one personality. One personality said that we we were. <laughs> Anyways, um, wherever you get your podcasts, yes, um, catch us there. So, so Steph, summer is winding down. <coughs> we, <are, laughs> <I> know. <laughs> technically, yes, yes. I mean, it still feels like it's, it's the ninety middle of degrees. July. It's super, super hot, super humid, gross. Yep. It's, it's gross, but it yeah. is winding down. We are coming up on the end of August. Um, we're heading into the fall, and I have a confession yes, to make. Please. You, I mean, you've known me. For a really long time yeah. and you know i'm a stickler on like you know we don't we don't put up christmas decorations until after thanksgiving hell yeah halloween year round i don't care like that's, yeah that's halloween's the like halloween. the one that halloween's like cool. our holiday like that's yeah our, that's our jam right there but like i'm i'm big on the like no like appreciate the season that you're in right and i think a lot of it is because we live in new england yes. and our seasons are we short have, we have seasons <laughs> yeah we have we have four actual season four seasons sometimes. they're they're sh- yeah sometimes <laughs> on, on, a good than year. <laughs> on a good year we have four seasons mm-hmm. and i'm all about celebrating or enjoying the season that you're in i hate when people i hate when it's july and people are like oh yay fall foliage and it's like no it's july it's go, july go to the beach <laughs> um or like you know when it's winter and people are like oh i can't wait for summer it, it, well no i, I feel that's like that. yeah. that's kind of weird because winter is just the worst winter's miserable so winter's i get absolutely that. miserable like this stuff i i like go out of my way to like make winter acceptable yes but after christmas 
I don't it, care. Yeah, like at, like it's fun up until Christmas. Yeah, I want. But snow now, up but until now Christmas. it's like what? I mean, we get like zero degree temps. Negatives. We get you know negatives we do now. get negative temps. Snow, so it's, much of it. Ice, so much of it. Yeah, and it just sometimes it just lingers around for way too long. And yeah, we get snow in like April. We can get worst. snow in May, but yeah. <laughs> but so I, like you know, wanting winter to go by. Yeah. So I mean that. Legit. Yeah, that doesn't count. But I um. So when when pumpkin spice started coming back, <sighs> as as uh, I am, I am that bitch. I am that basic. I know. I'm that basic bitch. But I know. pumpkin spice came back early this year. And I... I don't think it... I think it it comes back earlier every, every year. Every year. It's yeah. like going to be in June next year. It's good. It is. It's going to be in April. Um, and I had said this in an earlier episode this summer is that I started getting the advertisements for like fall candles. Mm. And I was like, nope. No, it's the principle of the matter. Like it's July and August. It is summer. It is beach weather. I went through the Duncan's drive through the other day with my mom and they had the advertisements up that it was oh, yeah. pumpkin spice, like pumpkin spice was back. And she was like, oh, look, honey, pumpkin spice, like your favorite. And I, if I had a soapbox in the car, I would have gotten out of the car, <laughs> put it down and gotten on top of it to be like, no, it's the principle of the matter. We don't drink pumpkin Do spice until September until 1st. September. I dropped her off at the house, turned around, went, got the pumpkin spice. (laughs) (laughs) I have not. (laughs) No, see, I mean, pumpkin spice is good. I mean, I made a whole batch of soap that was pumpkin spice and it was absolutely amazing. It literally smells like a pie in my shower. I know. I have one in my fridge that I'm saving. I didn't, nice. want to, I didn't want to use it in July, so I was like, "Yeah, I, I was on the fence about it." I'm like, "Well, this is the only soap I got, though." So, it <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, so that good. smells great." It smells so good. Um. Anyways, but um, yeah, no. Uh, I think that pumpkins are a Thanksgiving thing, and that is all. Not even for like jack o' lanterns or anything like that. Okay, so pump- <laughs> so what I meant was like pumpkin spice stuff, like desserts and stuff. Oh, okay. Like I'm not like... the actual pumpkin itself. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, I think apples and cinnamon and shit like that is fall. And I'm glad that you said that because um, since we're you know kind of going into September, today's recipe is very much based on like the fall harvest. Yes. Um, before we get into the movie and the recipe that goes with it, what are we sacrificing for harvest, Ash? <laughs> oh, oh, just you wait. It's me. <laughs> it's a me. Um, we got to talk about the recipe from our last episode. We did that clam bake. Oh yeah, and for that old wasn't really a recipe. Um, it was like a. A way of doing it, like yeah, how it was it. Like a, a process it, as to how your traditional New England clam bake is. But it was stuff. It was amazing, and I feel <laughs> like I, I, don't, I don't know if this I'm is going to pick up on the microphone, but like little, little clap right there. I'm going to clap right next to the microphone, just so everyone know. knows how good it that was. That was very, very tasty. You and Andy, who is our producer slash audio wizard, um, he I, he set up everything. You put together everything as well, and it was unbelievable. It was so cool. It was so fun. The food yeah. was amazing. It was wicked good. There's just something very like New England and very summery about like sitting around a table with your friends and in this case you know your friends and like future generations because ashley not me a different ashley brought her kids, her kids and like yeah. you know cracking open crab legs and, and clams clams and, and oh, oh, yeah. it was it was really and shrimp it was so good yeah um, one of my favorites that was a lot of fun and i think we have like another another big one coming up that might be an actual 
event that Do I don't want to spoil. Yeah, the uh, well, I'll tell you off air. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Remind wanna, me later. I don't want to. We'll I don't want to spoil it. But it was it was really amazing, and you should be very very proud of yourself because you pulled that off like without a hitch. Everything went perfectly. It did. It was yeah, super fun. and it was super good. And that everybody was so had tasty. a really good time. Yeah. And uh, you can find that recipe. Steph has given like a step by step on how to do a proper clam bake. It's up on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, the recipe's not. We have photos up on our Twitter. I put some photos up of the food and like the preparation, and everything. The recipe itself is a little too long to fit on Twitter, but the recipe well, on. Was a, yeah. yeah. Well, that wasn't really. Again, that wasn't really a recipe. That was just a preparation. Yeah, it was like a step by step on how to do it like yeah. the right way. Um, yeah. But it's on our Instagram. If anybody wants to check it out, you can you can head on over to our Instagram. But um, I think now. Now is the time to segue into this movie that we love a sequel here at Baking to the Bee Movies. We do love sequels. We do love sequels. And the the worse, the better. Um, Mm. Steph, do you want to tell our audience what movie we decided? And I just think it's so funny that we were coming up with recipes and movies and we were like, okay, well, this has this has a food in it and we can make that food based on the title. And this one actually took us like a like a hot minute to. They're like, well, let's do this, but what could we do with it? And it was like so obvious in our face, and it took us like a solid like fifteen minutes to be like a doy. <laughs> so, anyways, so yeah, so we're trying to like follow um, the whole guideline uh, as far as like harvest. You know, we're going into August and going into September, mm-hmm. um, and right now is a perfect, perfect time of year. We're right in the sweet spot. For corn on the cob. Yes. So today we'll be having some fun with Children of the Corn 2. <laughs> the final sacrifice. Which was not the final sacrifice because sure they made wasn't, like six sequels. Because there's like six sequels right after this. I what? Six sequels right after this. Um this is a nineteen ninety two movie, so in in terms of another sweet spot, it's right in between the horrible fashion and music of the late eighties to the horrible fashion and music of the early nineties. <laughs> it's that yeah. little chef's kiss. Mwah, yeah, like that nice perfect. little perfect. nice little timing right there. It's an hour and thirty four minutes of just <laughs> nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> um, let's talk about the cast because sure. I mean, you know, a lot of them are in other B movies, with the exception of uh ryan bowman who was in the never-ending story that's the only other movie i think i've ever seen him in um oh yeah that was him but we have uh we have terrence knox uh christy clark ned romero paul sure 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 a lot a lot of people that Rose i've when allen yeah ned romero ed grady sean bridgers a lot of people that i haven't really heard of before yeah but they yeah. i mean like a lot of kids. <laughs> a yeah, lot of a lot of kids. I mean, there's like, you know, Sean Bridges was in The Man Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot, <laughs> which is definitely on my list to watch. Yeah, I got to check that out. Um, but yeah, a lot of these people have, have been in other like early 90s, mid 90s, B movies, horror movies, action movies. Um, uh, TV. Yeah, like like made for TV kind of stuff. This is a this is a direct sequel to the first Children of the Corn, which was awesome, which is untouchable. I love it's that movie, Outlander. <laughs> we have your woman, Outlander. <laughs> um, I I love the original Children of the Corn. Um, 
and and this again this is like a direct sequel so this takes place right yeah after it's like that, right after right after that yeah and it's it's supposed to be like the kids that survived yeah um it follows them and and the adults that are left in the town which i was a little confused because i thought that all the adults had been wiped out it was the... a different town it was, was like it? the next town over yeah it was next to gatlin okay because i'm um hemingford hemingford okay because i'm near gatlin which was the original town does nobody the... have phones in these towns like you can't just call one town over and be like hey if your kid's acting weird you might want to like <laughs> lock them in a room or something until no they... <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's like one of those you know like small town rivalries like west side store no that's, that's no <laughs> that, that's gangs that's gangs okay like you know i grew up in oxford our rival was <laughs> auburn was it yeah you guys had a rivalry with Auburn? How well, yeah, sports, like, oh, oh, like football and stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, that's what I mean. Like, not actual, like, I was like, <laughs> like I was like, we were at war with the town next door. Well, I was gonna say, I'm like, like, I understand Auburn had the mall, but you guys, <laughs> no. you guys had um, nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what's in Oxford. I'm like, yeah, it's a nothing. whole lot of, yeah, well, it's got stuff now. It's got a ba- uh, market basket, it does, um, it has a Home Depot, a Home Depot, yeah, and uh, it's it's an up-and-coming metropolis <laughs> see we had like the high school rivalry so like my high school bay path was feuding with shepherd hill um oh yeah bay path and shepherd hill and was shepherd the... hill had a way better football team so there, like there was even no point to that rivalry whatsoever well you know you need to have that classic ri- like high school rivalry with the uh sports teams and things like yeah, that our, our cheerleading squad was terrible our football team was terrible our baseball team was terrible well you went to a regional school actually can we not announce that on air <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah i went to a trade school like, shaming me over here i went on to college i did fine for myself <laughs> God, throwing me under the bus on it <laughs> so hard so hard I will spill out all of your secrets oh, all over everything. Oh I'm going to rip that headset right off of you. <laughs> <laughs> cutting, the sh- cutting it short today. And that's the episode. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining us today. Um, so so let's dive into Children of the Corn. <laughs> I hate you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Children of the Corn, too. Um, so my favorite thing about this movie is none of it, but <laughs> I, do, I do love that they start the... <laughs> I, this is gonna be such a such a, a roller coaster episode. I'm trying to pull it together. Pull it together, Ash. Oof, Get right. shit together. Deep breath. Um, I love that the movie starts with um little kids singing, like to set <laughs> to set the tone. Because you know how like I I love doing that to people. Like I love being like the creepy person that's like nah 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 nah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, kids alone are creepy. That's if you that's think why about I don't it. All <laughs> right. Um. Because you know, like be if super I, creepy. well, yeah. Because if I move to a small town with my kid and my kid starts talking about how they want to go play in the cornfield, my kid's getting locked in a closet until they stop talking about it. That's what's see. I was happen. totally into cornfields. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about <laughs> cornfields later on. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, it starts with the opening credits and like little kids singing, which you know is supposed to set the tone for. Yeah. It's a horror movie. Um. You know, and, being the sequel of Children of the Corn just doesn't do it. Do it, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> So the movie starts with the remaining adults are going into, is it like the basement of like a barn or like a house Yeah, or something? something like that. Um, I wasn't quite sure, but it's definitely like a basement of some, some kind house of or something. Yeah. And there are like bodies there. And actually it was super funny because 
it looked like it was designed like a haunted house at like a traveling carnival. <laughs> I, like I, the body swings down right a, at the, you I, know, right at the right moment. Yeah, I made, a, I made a note to it. It legit looked like someone just like cleared out a spirit Halloween. And exactly. <laughs> so much of this. So, like you have like the, the weird tacky skulls and like the, you know, the bad face makeup. Yeah, like, the the yeah, 299 yeah. face makeup on all the bodies. And, yeah. so it legit and they like had like the Halloween. pads on the ground. So people knew exactly where to step to activate whatever was happening. Like the body falling from the ceiling. <laughs> So they find. Oh, like I played a video game that started that way. <laughs> way scarier than this. They found um they they found all these bodies in the structure, and it's it's the adults yep. from from the original Children of the Corn. Yep. It's it's the adults that the kids have like thrown into this yep. basement to to rot or whatever. Yeah, just to get rid um, of the bodies. So the media like descends on this town, and when I say media, it's basically like two reporters, and that's it. I like it's like two media vans for this mass murder, and I love how one of them's like they're saying that it's the worst massacre since Jonestown. It's like I is saw it, that. Though? I saw is like it, Jonestown. Though? That was like nine hundred plus people. I was gonna say Jonestown was a lot of people. Yeah. This was like nine hundred plus. I'm not saying that this is like you know it's fifty adults. That's that's some serious shit. But like comparing it to Jonestown, that's oof. That is a stretch. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what makes it what makes it even funnier too? And I was I was gonna mention it later, but it's worth mentioning now. Is like they say that they're like it's the worst massacre since Jonestown. The media leaves like immediately after. Mm. Like they're like, well, all right, that's a wrap. Bye. Right? And they just peace out. And they peace out. And I'm like, if that like, because I you know obviously Jonestown happened before I was even born, but mm. I do remember like you know you watch like documentaries and the media was there for quite some time because it was a huge deal like they were there for like days weeks after the fact like reporting on it so the fact that the media is just like well huge huge massacre the kids did it the kids killed all these adults we're gonna you know we're taking these kids out of this like area we're gonna rehome them rather than like lock them up right (laughs) it's like they're not dogs and cats yeah they're not like they're not neglected like they're murderous. They're but they basically murderers. they basically like rehome them with other people in the yeah, community. Yeah, and like the people in the next town, they're Hemingford. Yes. Are just volunteering to take these kids in. I would not in a million years. Yeah, I'd be like are you out ever do that? Yeah. Like go live, go the, live the, on next, the, the next town over from me. Like, oh, this crazy thing happened. We have all these kids that need new homes. And Absolutely wh- not. Well, I'd be like, you know, oh, what happened? Did they were they in an orphanage and the orphanage burned down? No, they, they killed all the adults in the town over. Well, you have fun with that. Like, I'm <laughs> right? Like, Actually, I'm gonna be moving. In I'm a moving bit. away from this. Um, so it's in it's in like Nebraska. It's some like little town in Nebraska. So all the adults are dead. It's it's all the kids that survived the first Children of the Corn, um, are now being rehomed one town over, and we are introduced to is it John is like the main protagonist and his son Danny. Yeah. Um, John is a reporter who, um, is on his way to this town to do, to do like a story on this massacre and he has his son with him. Um, and his son is like the stereotypical divorce brat. Yeah. Like my parents are divorced and I'm just going to be really angry about it and, and really like rebellious and obnoxious. And it's like, your mom sounds terrible to you, kid. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know why you're taking this out on your dad. They both sound awful. Um, Yeah. But they're they're running late. His fault. They're running late to to get the story, um, and it's revealed that like John is not like the most um, honest or forthcoming reporter. Like, right. 
I think he has like a history of like adding things into stories or like embellishing a little bit because he gets teased about it by his colleagues and like other people that he encounters who knows who like know who he is. They they yeah. make like remarks and coupled with that is Danny just being like you know mouthy and obnoxious yeah. and being a teenager. Yeah, being a teenager. like yeah. It's not really out of you know character for um. A 16-year-old kid. <laughs> so they they get to town, and like I said, the media has already cleared out, despite the fact that this is, like, a huge massacre. Like, 50-plus adults have been murdered by children that are now living, like, one town away at, with strangers. Yeah. And, um, like, no no therapists or anything have been brought in to maybe talk <laughs> really to them. We really need to talk about this. <laughs> we really need to talk about Guys. this. Guys! <laughs> um, they're not being, like imprisoned for their part in murdering 50 adults like there's no, no. repercussions at all no punishment no nothing they're just right like okay well you know isaac you know the ringleader of the first one there yeah. died and but we get isaac 2.0 but... in this one what is his name the... micah micah yeah micah is he's he's the kid dressed in all black yeah well Super it's pale black hair he looks like a trent reznor wannabe but and what's so oh my god <laughs> what is so funny is like they're loading that scene where they're loading the kids on the bus to take them to to the next town to be rehomed yeah micah's not on that bus nope. he's just kind of hanging out like being spooky like being like that kid that listens to joy division and it's like <laughs> Like yeah, you just, you just wouldn't get it. You just yeah, you, like don't, you just don't, don't understand, understand Joy Division. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's basically me, me in high school. Like you wouldn't get it, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, so what kind of bands do you listen to? Well, you probably never heard of any of them. of them. I really like. The, <laughs> wow, what a douche thing I'm really to say. Into the, like based on his outfit, it's like, oh, you probably are really into the Cure right now. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, That's a good. Yeah. So Micah, Micah's whole thing is he's just like the weird, creepy kid who quiet, is now, reserved. Yeah, and he in the beginning, in the quiet beginning, and, and then he gets his voice, and I'm kind of like, oh, I wish he was quiet and reserved again because this is insufferable. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But he's not on the bus, and like he's just creeping out the neighbors. There's like this one little old lady who's like trying to stop the bus. Right? From, she's, she's like, do like not bring no, them. do not bring them here. Yeah, she's like, don't bring them like, this here. This is evil. Yeah, like these kids are awful. Like they killed adults. Why are you and, and that. Like the logic is just all over your face. Yeah, you know? it's right. And she and she's really the only one that's like and then, reasonable. Yeah, and one of them was like, well, you should volunteer to take one of these kids. It's like, what? Well, then she's like, I'm shut I'm, up. I love that. She's like, I'm taking my house. Yeah. She's like, I'm leaving this town with, with my, my house. <laughs> We're just like a baller move. I'm like, right. Yeah, just get your shit and leave. Like, you don't want to be around any of this. Right. Like, just pick up your house and go, which she, she's going to. Yep. And the woman who tells her that um, she's taking Micah. She has taken, uh, I don't want to say custody, but she's responsible for Micah. A guardian. A guardian. Ship. Like a temporary guardian. Yeah. Um, she runs a, a bed and breakfast in the town over where all the kids are going. Yeah. And who should end up at that bed and breakfast but John and Dan. Right. They get there late. The media's gone. He has to get his story. So he's like, all right, we're going to stay until I get my story and then we'll we'll go. Right. And Danny, of course, is like, huh, I'm a bratty teenager. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Nah, I'm going to, I'm going to. Be all mad that you and mom got divorced and throw it in your face. All right, be all angsty and be brooding all angsty and, and broody just... and like and mouthy and you just want to smack them. God, I hated every kid in this movie, every single one. Yeah, they were. Well, I think, like, I feel like you're supposed to because generally the majority of them are evil, except for Danny. He's just a brat. Yeah, he's <laughs> he, annoying. He's just annoying. Um, 
So the first like the first kill that we see, which I I personally loved, other than the fifty adults at the beginning that are in the structure, is um, John's colleagues from his news team are leaving town. Yeah, this was a good. This was and, a good <laughs> and they they stop in a cornfield because they want to get some footage of the corn. Because yeah. while they're interviewing the kids, the kids are talking about the corn and the cornfield. And he's just like, the fuck are you talking? Like, what? What are you talking about? So, like, when they're driving out of the town, he's like, let's get a shot of the cornfield because right. it just makes sense. Um, and they go into the cornfield and we are treated to the best, like, CGI storm cloud that early 90s budgets could buy. Uh, yeah <laughs> and and i loved the, i think it was like the cameraman like gets out of the van because like it, it's they're gonna have a tornado yeah in nebraska and yeah. what i think is the fall which i don't think that happens but i mean i think the corn at that point was harvested well was trying to be harvested so i think it was probably around like august or september oh, okay some possi- possibility possibility so they're like it's a tornado and it's like rocking the van and they decide that let's get out of the van because that seems like a good idea if there's a potential <laughs> right. tornado like, right i mean that's what i would do you would get out of the car no <laughs> i was like i'm like i can't tell if you're being serious or not. i was like the inner meteorologist in me is like don't do that <laughs> no i would drive a, so far stay away in a structure stay in a structure where you're not exposed to debris but they both get out of the car yeah. and the cameraman gets his throat slit by like a thing of corn like a corn yeah husk. surprisingly <laughs> sharp corn stalks a very sharp corn husk like i mean we have corn here it's not sharp no not at all i wonder i want to know what the corn in nebraska why it's so sharp let's go on a road trip to we'll nebraska go. i mean i mean i'll go anywhere also nebraska is like super pretty <laughs> nebraska is very pretty very flat but it's very pretty it is very flat um but yeah, we get the we get the the news team, John's colleagues from his news team. Um, the cameraman gets his throat slit, and I love that like whatever is in the corn has like predator vision. Was that part of the first movie? I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say like, hey, like I just literally just watched the other day. I watched Prey, the new Predator, Prey is which so was awesome. Good. That Prey was awesome, so good. right? Oh and I'm God. like, oh yeah, that's and I, I I'm I'm a pretty big fan of the Predator of the Predator franchise anyway, and um. I'm like, oh, that's right. He sees, you know, like thermal heat indexes and whatever. Yeah. So I'm watching this and I'm like, so the evil bit in this is the predator? Because yeah. now I'm super confused. Because you can see like, the, it, it's like, it shows like whatever is in the corn, like watching the news guys and it's like showing like their body heat and stuff yeah. like the predator. And I'm just like. I, I, I haven't watched the original Children of the Corn in a really, really long time. I like love that movie. I probably should have watched that before this one, but I, I didn't. I don't remember that. I don't remember ever that ever being a part of ever. I, if you guys if you guys have watched Children of the Corn recently, or if anybody has a knowledge of Children of the Corn, like just Like I feel knows. like I have a pretty good knowledge of that movie and I do not recall that at all. I don't all. I don't recall there being like, like heat, it kinda, heat it's seeking. Like, <laughs> right. Like it, it actually the way it was shot, it kind of like reminded me of like the Evil Dead entity oh, yeah. stuff, you know first uh point of view type of stuff but the whole infrared thermal heat index <laughs> stuff was just like what um like i understand the predator seeing that way but what but like that's how it that's how it like attacks that's how it attacks these these two news guys these mm. two like uh anchormen is it has like the the predator like body heat vision yeah and it, it, it kills them. And then the storm magically stops and the CGI cloud goes away. And then we are back at the bed and breakfast where yeah. uh, John John and Dan are 
uh, I, I don't know the woman's name, but she runs the bed and breakfast. Um, and she is in custody of Micah, who is Isaac 2.0 in this movie. Yeah. And they're all sitting down for dinner. And at one point she gets up to... I think to... it was Angela. Angela? Angela? Okay. I think. Um, at one point, Angela gets up to like put the dishes in the kitchen and Danny, in one of the rare instances of like being a decent kid, gets up to help her like unprompted. He's like, oh, I'll help. And yeah. he... But he leaves John alone with Micah. And John yes. starts like asking Micah questions about like, you know, what happened to his parents? What happened in the town over? Like, how did all the adults die? Right. And... um. You know, Micah's giving kind of like, you know, guarded answers. He doesn't want to answer too much. And Angela comes back in and basically tells John to, like, knock it off. Um, yeah. And Danny comes back in and he makes, like, a snide remark. And I wanted to <laughs> – I feel like a jerk. But, like, John John's like, Danny, can I speak to you outside? And he brings him outside to basically lecture him and yeah. and basically tell him to stop being a little a little prick, um, <laughs> a bitch. Like out of out of earshot of Angela and Micah, he brings him outside and they're going back and forth. And at one point, John tells Danny, like you know, I I never abandoned your mother. Like you know, I was I was seventeen when I got your mom pregnant. It was a mistake. Which I was like, ooh, <laughs> oh my god. Um, he tells he basically tells this kid that he was a mistake. Yeah. But like he owned up to his responsibility. Right. But I so this he, and this is confirmed later on in the movie, but in looking at John, I I had to pause the movie because and I, I made a note. So he had Danny at seventeen. Yep. Um so based on Danny's age, and he's a minor because like, you know, if he was eighteen, I don't think he would be like having to go and spend time with his dad. He could make his own decision. Right. But he's Yeah, a, I definitely think he's like probably like sixteen. Yeah, he's a minor. So there. that would put John at thirty four or thirty five years old. Mm-hmm. That is a harsh Thirty-four or thirty-five years old. Yeah, it's, it sure is. I, I I stopped and I was like, okay, wait, math. I got to do math for a second. So this, you're you're expecting me to believe that this guy, this man, this grown man, is supposed to be only thirty-five years old when he looks like he's in his fifties. <laughs> is it just me, or did movies back then, when like someone was supposed to be like? in their 30s or 40s they cast like 60 year old actors like i don't know if it's just me but i noticed that's like a theme in like these older movies you know it was like maybe like when you're like in your late 20s early 30s they're casting like 40 year olds to play that that age and i'm like there's no way in looking at this guy on the screen it's no offense the actor he's just clearly not 35 right there's no way that this man is my age there's no, yeah. there's, I, I don't believe it for a second. I yeah. do not believe it for a second. Yeah, um, no, it doesn't make any sense. So I, I had to like get it's up. It's kind and, of like the Texas Chainsaw 3D <laughs> continu- yeah. lack of continuity. Yeah, where it's like, okay, this like, is. Like she should be like 40. Yeah, what? she should be 40. Why is she like a 22 year old girl? But yeah, so it's a very harsh 34 or 35 years old. And I had to like get up and take a lap around my apartment because I was so <laughs> upset about it. And then. You had to pace. Yeah, I had to pace um danny storms off he's like well i'm out of here yeah eat a dick whatever and he and he leaves and and you know he and he just goes he's like i'm gonna get the hell out of here and he's he's walking oh yeah he was like you can take the bus so he takes off and goes to like the bus station yeah and then Lacey shows up oi oh man <laughs> oh man it's it's just so funny to see like what was considered like the like the dream the dreamboat guy or the dreamboat girl in the early 90s because right. it's like Man, those clothes are so bad. This hair is so bad. Those shoes are so bad. Like I don't understand. Those shoes. 
<laughs> um, but before he meets her, he sees some of the kids. Yeah. That have been shuttled in from, you know, one town over. Yeah. They're in the cornfield, like in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. which brings up another point. These kids just consi- these kids just committed a mass murder. They have killed 50 plus adults. They're now under the supervision of adults in the neighboring town. How come they're not supervised? I don't know, because this is a terrible town, I guess. A <laughs> series of towns. They can't okay. keep their kids under <laughs> under so, wraps. Like, so where's the discipline? Where's the discipline? They lack discipline. <laughs> they lack discipline. Um, if, if I'm one town over mm-hmm. of a mass murder... And the kids that committed that murder come into my town. First, I'd be like, no, I'm not watching any of them. You're on your own. But let's say it's forced on me. Let's say, like, like please, please, we'll pay you. It's just for, like, a day or two until we figure out what the hell we're going to do with them. And I'm like, well, if I'm getting paid, okay. I take them in. That kid is going to be put in a room with food and water. Under lock and key. Deadbolt that door. <laughs> Windows are deadbolted shut. You are not leaving this room. Yeah. Unless you have to go to the bathroom and I'll let you out. And even then, like, I'm going to, it sounds horrible. I'm going to supervise you in that bathroom. Like, you are not out of my sight. I'm not leaving. Right. And make sure you are always carrying some sort of weapon with you just in case. You have committed mass homicide. Like, I'm not, you are not. This is not okay. This is not okay. And these kids are all just, like, willy-nilly in the cornfield talking about, like, you know, the, whatever, the the one who lurks behind the rose. Who walks behind the rose and all that bullshit. Yeah. And it's, um, it's Micah leading Mm. the, leading the charge. The Joy Division kid, which. (laughs) Yeah. You wouldn't get it. (laughs) Um, it's it's like really deep. I don't think you'd get it. Right. Um, but he's like their new leader. Yeah. And he's, he's saying how they're going to sacrifice the adults again. They're going to, yeah, just do they're it just again. They're going to keep doing it and keep doing it until somebody catches on that maybe these kids need to be put out of their misery. Right. Um, The next day, Danny meets, what's her name? Lacey? Lacey. Lacey. Who's like, she's the dreamboat in the town. She's like the, you know, she's the only one not wearing a prairie dress. She like shows her, <laughs> she shows her ankles. So right. She, so she doesn't fit in with any of the homicidal kids. She's not dressed like an Amish chick. Um. <laughs> And and she tell like Danny's waiting at the bus stop and she's like oh yeah the bus doesn't come again until Tuesday and she's just riding her bike like, she's around riding, him. like oh, yeah riding like a moped around him in circles <laughs> doesn't give him a lift or anything or <laughs> tell him <where> right <laughs> nothing nothing like generous or nice she's just like yeah it doesn't come until Tuesday bye <laughs> <laughs> and Danny Danny really has no choice but to go back to John yeah and John now is going to interview people in the town about what happened even though the story has already been covered and the media has taken off like he's still doing his thing what was his paper called the world inquirer i think so yeah (laughs) it just made me think of like the weekly world news (laughs) national inquirer that's what it was bigfoot exists (laughs) (laughs) um and he goes to one of the people that he goes to interview is the little old lady who at the beginning of the movie was like they're not like i'm moving my house ruby ruby thank you i'm so bad with the names in this i'm just like you know the old lady um who yeah. who i i say she's a little old lady but based on how this movie perceives age she's probably only like 40 <laughs> right? I mean, it's like clay like a seven year old woman playing like a 40 year old um but she's like legit moving her house like her yeah house is like up it's on the up thing. on hydraulics and she's legitimately like going to move the whole thing yeah and he goes to interview her and she comes out to to basically like tell him to get lost and the kids are there right they're standing they're just standing her- there like in a group staring being like creepy and weird and at no point does john say like oh these are the kids that just murdered a bunch of people and they're harassing this 
older woman. Maybe I should call the police. Nope. He just kind of is like, well, okay. You don't want to answer my questions. And these kids have like defaced your house. And all right, well, see ya. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So there's like a lot of back and forth between uh, John, like going around trying to interview residents of this town. The kids just being creepy and annoying and weird. Yeah. And Danny, you know, getting to know Lacey. Yeah. And that scene where like she's at the like the little waterfall. The waterfall, yeah. And um and he's watching her and she and the thing I don't understand is like she's like clearly getting ready to go swimming, but she's standing under a waterfall in like denim shorts and sneakers. And it's like, girl, have you ever like I'm uh, you know, I'm sure you have, I definitely have. Isn't it such a pain in the ass to get like wet denim back on? Like <laughs> Like, is that not the most uncomfortable feeling in the world? Is, like, if you get, like, if you go swimming and you're not fully dry and you not go to put, like... Not that. Like, if you're sweating. Oh. It's, it's the... And I'm, like, what are you doing? And your sneakers. You're yeah. ruining perfectly good, whatever, the new balance or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever was big back then. Pumas. I think um, it was Pumas. The, the Pumas. Um... She and and they're getting to know each other, and they have a spark almost immediately because they're two teenagers that hormones are raging. Right. So they're like making out and shit, and they become, I'm assuming, boyfriend and girlfriend. It's whatever insane. Yeah. Um. But let's get back to murder because that's that's really like that's the most important thing. Um, Ruby, after John leaves, Ruby is outside looking for her, her cat. Gets out. Her cat gets out. She's and and she does, and I'm like. I was watching this. I was like, there's such a simple solution. The cat's under the house that yep. is lifted up. Yep. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. And and rather than just like shake a bag of cat treats. and be Right? Like, oh, like, what an idiot. Yeah. Like, What does she do? She crawls under she crawls the under, house. Under the house. That's up on hydraulics. Knowing yeah. that there's kids in the neighborhood that are like deliberately fucking with her. Right. Um, and the cat is just like, the cat doesn't give a shit. Yeah. No, I think the cat got away actually. Yeah. Oh, no. No, the cat. <laughs> oh, it didn't? No. Oh, was, that's yeah. sad. You know, See, I'm cool with like people dying, like mad people dying all the time. Yeah. When it comes to animals, I'm like, that shit better not happen. Yeah. Well, while she's under the house, you hit the. Yeah. <laughs> um and the kids circle the house and one of the guys he's like he's like micah's like henchman or whatever um, Jedi, i think it's jedediah Jedi, thank you they all have stupid crazy s- biblical names yeah, like just names. ridiculous i'm so names. glad i'm so glad that shit like, died out even even like in the first one isaac malachi yeah like come on Mal- malachi is actually a pretty badass name honestly yeah my uh my younger brother had a friend when he was in i think it was high school name his name was malachi did he kill anybody no he was actually a super nice kid oh okay um <laughs> and uh yeah so the names in this one go from like micah jedediah mordecai who names a child mordecai <laughs> someone who didn't want kids <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah, they surround the house and and they basically and Jedediah picks up the cat. You don't see it; they do it off screen. Where he, he breaks the cat's neck. You hear him like, "Oh, that's snap. right. You're yeah, right. You're right. I do remember that. Neck. That was so messed and up." And this bitch is still under the house. Like she's still under the house, and it's like you know, first of all, it's easy enough to get like the house is lifted up high enough where you can just scramble out of there real quick. Second yeah, of all, I mean, like you couldn't stand up under there and you'd have to like you know crawl on the yeah, ground you scoot out but you can just easily like she just stayed under there she just stayed under it she's like get like, away from me dumb. get away it's like just get and, and like, like just get out from under there and kids are easy like and some of the kids are small enough where it's like you could punt them 
yeah really hard <laughs> and solve that problem like i'm all well, for now I'm, this is happening <laughs> like i'm all for like if i'm in a town of murderous children and those children come to my house those kids are getting booted like they're a football like i don't even care I'm going to kick them. I'm going to kick them harder than. A, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kick them harder than a football. They're going to go flying across the room. Like, I'm yeah. not dealing with it. Yeah. And Jedediah. Fuck Jedediah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that kid. All of them, really. All of them. All of them. They're stupid fucking. Uh, was it peasant dresses and shit? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, let's They're make weird. it even more creepy. Put them in, like, 19th century clothing. <laughs> um. So they, uh, you know, obviously we all know what's coming. They they fuck with the hydraulics that are holding the house up. And it doesn't even just drop on her. It like it's gradually. It's slowly because they're hydraulics. They're yeah. slowly coming down. And she just. Which you still could have had. You, know, you had all the time in the world to get out from underneath that house. And not only that. But also, why were you under there? Yeah. Like if your cat's under there. You shake the tree. <laughs> right. Like you open a can of cat food. Yeah. They come right out. They come right out. Yeah. And it, it slowly drops on her, and it's like the Wicked Witch of the... Oh, my God. What a world! <laughs> and then it, and it, and it drops, and all you see is, like, her, like the her latter part out. of her leg sticking out. I'm yeah. like, oh, God. I was waiting for the ruby slippers. Just, right? Just to make it extra funny. Um, we could skip right over the Danny and Lacey, like, love story that's happening in between all this. Yeah, I don't know this. where that like, came I, from. I do not give a shit about those two. Um, Danny <sighs> yeah, sucks. Lacey sucks. Um... So then, uh, Micah, there is one scene in this movie that I actually genuinely liked, and it was the church scene. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty that cool. Was, that was cool as shit. Um, yeah. As far as, like, practical effects in the early 90s, because, like, yeah. you know, we had to do, I, I, I saw the, the CGI storm cloud at the beginning of the movie and was like, oh, no, oh, God, it's going to be nothing but this. this yeah. This is when CGI was experimental, and people were like, yeah, right. make it look as blocky and choppy as possible. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at this. <laughs> Look, it's like it's real. It's like eight bit. <laughs> it's like Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. um, this was actually like the use of practical effects back then, so it was really cool. But Micah, Micah goes into he's in a church. Uh, the church in the neighborhood where yeah. I, I don't even know. Like, it seems like everybody's in the church at weird hours. I'm like, do none of these people work? Like, no one's at work. They just got all day to be in this church. Like, they're there a lot. They are there an awful lot. It doesn't make any sense. None of this movie does. <laughs> but they're in there, and Micah has a, um, it's like a wooden. It's like a voodoo doll, yeah, it's like but a it's voodoo like doll. carved out of wood. It's a poppet. <laughs> yeah, it's not a poppet, because it's not the sock person. Oh. <laughs> um, but it is wood. So it's like, yeah, it's like a so wooden. So it's basically a wooden poppet. <laughs> yeah, and it, it looks like it's like a carving of one of the, the members of the congregation who's sitting in the front. Mm. And I don't know, maybe I missed it, but was there like any... Any insight into the relationship between Micah and this, like, one guy that he's... Not to my knowledge. I think he was just screwing with random people okay. at that point. Because I was like, I don't know if this is supposed to be, I like, could his... be wrong, but I don't think so. Yeah, I, think... I was like, I'm I don't like, know if it's, like, this a, guy? He's like just... a relative or something. I don't... They I don't never... Know. It's never established. Because yeah. Micah's parents are dead. Right. They had died in the... Pre... They had died, like, in the original Children of the Corn. So I don't really know, like, what the relationship is. But Micah has it out for this, like, one guy in the congregation. Yeah. And he's the guy is in the congregation and he's not feeling well. He's like sweaty and his nose starts bleeding and his wife is sitting next to him. And she gets like, you know, gets him a tissue or whatever and it won't stop bleeding. It will not stop bleeding. And it cuts to Micah who is like furiously stabbing 
the face on this voodoo doll that's carved to look like this guy. Yeah, and with like a just, knife or something. Yeah, she's like jamming the knife into the face. Like and, into the eyes, into yeah, the nose, And the, the guy ears. just starts like bleeding out of his ears. Out and of his every no- Like out of everything on his yeah. face. And it's like gushing blood. And the wife just keeps passing over to shoes. Right? <laughs> it's not, it's like not alarmed up until the very end. Like right? this man is hemorrhaging next to you and you're just handing him dishes like no big deal. Like, she seems more annoyed than anything. She keeps like looking over like what the hell like and then finally when he stands up and he's like wow <laughs> right and then you know after about 10 minutes of that the rest of the con he you know like falls down or whatever passes i don't know passes out but he you know obviously bled out or died but however then the congregation's like oh my <laughs> <laughs> and, something's happening and one of the one of the congregation who i think is like the town coroner who's at who's at the church at the time sees micah drop the little voodoo doll with his knife and leaves yeah and i think they put two and two together but this guy like bleeds to death yeah um while this is happening of course john the reporter danny's father goes to the local um it's like the middle school or something Yes. Um, to do some investigation. Actually, no, it's not the local middle school. It's the school from the town over where the original children of the corn happened. Gatlin. He goes to that. Gatlin, thank you. And like the school's all tore up. It's like Silent Hill. Like there's just creepy drawings everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the it, trash everywhere. It's all like not boarded up, but like it's it's clearly been unoccupied for quite some yeah. time. Yeah. Um, like a ghost town at that point with a ghost school in it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he's looking at the drawings that have been conveniently left on these children's desks of like people getting murdered and stuff, you know, like creepy kid drawings. Yeah. And <laughs> while he's there, he meets a new character in this whole saga, uh, Dr. Red Bear, <laughs> who is. Um, Frank Redbear. Yeah, Frank he's Redbear. a he's a Native American from the area, um, and I love I I just I love how he's just like you know he catches John snooping around. His whole thing is basically like, man, fucking white people, right? <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so funny. It's so funny. He's like, goddamn white people. Um, but like him and him and John don't necessarily team up, but like they you know something is wrong and yeah and Doctor Red Bear who he's just Red Bear but he says he can call him Doctor Red Bear. Um, he's like a he works at like the university one yeah time he over does or like anthropology yeah or and uh, he's he's gonna like assist John with trying to figure out like what's going on because you know the kids are weird people yeah. are dying something's clearly wrong, um, so. You know, while John and Dr. Red Bear are kind of doing this investigation into, like, what could be causing these kids to act this way, how people are dying, um, we learn that Micah, because Micah is trying to kind of enlist Danny into their group. Like, he wants Danny to join the ranks because he knows that Danny is discontent with his father. He's unhappy, like, with his situation in the town that they're in. So he's just like, we'll bring him into the fold and, like, make him one of us. And while he's talking to Danny, he admits, like, he talks about how, like, he basically, like, killed his dad for having an affair. Like, he's like, yeah, my dad had an affair, and then I killed him. Yeah. Um, But he lets it slip that he's 19. And again, I'm just like, get a job. <laughs> get a job. You were 19 years old, and you're playing in a cornfield with a bunch of eight-year-olds. You belong on a list. <laughs> Put me on that list. Also, this is Micah, right? <laughs> yes, Micah. So, why on earth? Okay. So the foster system in this country is not the best. Abysmal. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a crapshoot. Um, 
on what planet would a 19 year old like they would have he would have gotten kicked out and would have had to fend for himself that's like, a really why is that's he, a valid point i didn't think of that because like, basically he's in a, he's technically an adult yeah it's like once you turn 18 you're in this done country, like you gotta like, figure you it out. out you are out of the foster care system you are an adult god bless you good luck yeah exactly um, so, so like why like obviously you know all the other little kids you know they want the town next door to uh you know not adopt them per se but you know volunteer to take care of them and this and that which is fine and great but why is this 19 year old being sent over there and why why are they babying him Mm -hmm. like in that scene at the bed and breakfast with angela she's like you know is your food okay is it it's like he's he's, he's a grown he's a grown man. ass man yeah he's he he's old enough to vote he's, <laughs> exactly. he's old enough to drive yep he's, like do not baby him also he killed 50 something adults let's just take take it back a little bit he did kill mad dudes <laughs> but when he's when he's talking to danny and and he lets it slip like, you know, he's like, you know, oh, I, you know, I, I'm like you, like, you know, my father sinned and blah, blah, blah. Like, and I, you know, he had to be taken out. And I, I forget the context of what he says, but he's like, yeah, like I'm 19. And I, I was like, but, but, but what? what? Mm-hmm. And I like rewind it. And I was like, he's what now? Yeah. And he doesn't he's... have a job. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I have worked every day since I was 15. Yeah. <laughs> like, get a job, yep. sir. But then it, it check it it does track though with the whole like he looks like someone who would be like super into Joy Division and the Cure like he said that, like it just it make it all makes sense right um, it does I mean they got that point pretty good <laughs> so back at the bed and breakfast um like this is after you know uh because after the after Ruby gets the house dropped on her Danny and John go to like check it out and and john's john leaves to go like do his investigation that's where that's where isaac is talking to micah and micah kind of like is trying to bring him into the fold that, i mean danny uh, i'm sorry yes danny <laughs> um so that night john back at the bed and breakfast um you know danny danny's looking out the window he sees the kids going into the cornfield again again no supervision like none if i saw that i would just be like hmm just reach over for my phone call the police <laughs> call or... the police i'm like something is not right yeah you need to send somebody in there because yeah. like all these kids are in the cornfield or you just torch it set it on fire <laughs> right? while they're in there <laughs> that's andy's solution to everything just set it on fire just set it, just on, set fire. it on fire <laughs> um i like that solution a lot you got like murderous kids in a cornfield oh they're set all together they got a congregation just burn, burn it, all it down. down um Danny sees this and he decides he's going to go like spy on them. He's going to yeah. go into the cornfield to see what they're doing. And as he's leaving, he hears his dad and Angela bumping uglies. Like, <laughs> yeah. because nothing, I don't know about you, Steph. I mean, we don't have to get super into it, but like nothing gets me more turned on than being in a town filled with homicidal children. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. That's, like, my number one go-to. Oh, man. Like, I role-play that when I... <laughs> like, oh, yeah, baby. Tell me how you murdered all the adults again. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love horror, but jeez. <laughs> what are you going to do with that Eric Horn, baby? <laughs> oh, God. You just tap danced over that line. Just, ooh, right twirling over. a cane. Just- just twirling my baton over the line of decency. 
um, but yeah, he hears them bumping uglies because as what, you know, you, you're investigating a bunch of murders in a town, like nothing, you know, nothing gets me more turned on. So it totally makes sense that also he just met this woman. So, but you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Hey, it's each their own. <laughs> but seriously, we don't, town we, we full don't, of mass murderers. We don't kink shame here. At <laughs> nope. Not one bit. Um, <laughs> so... Danny follows the kids into the cornfield and they're just ba- like they're basically taught they're it's they have one girl from Gatlin and a boy from the town that they're in now who has joined their ranks. Yeah. And they do like a blood oath where they like cut. Also, the way that he cuts their hands, like he uses a goddamn machete. And he like chops he it. He chops it. And <laughs> no like, one. No it looks one, like he's chopping wood. Yeah, it looks like chopping wood he like slices I'm like, like is he gonna chop their hands off that's like, what is i that? thought well i like, thought he was gonna kill them because he like yeah. raised it over his head he, well right like micah, micah has this machete he raises it over his head he slices down and he he cuts their hands with the machete but i'm sorry like if you swing a machete like in a downward stroke somebody's losing a limb like yeah. or, yeah. or they're gonna be horribly mutilated like <laughs> yeah. if it doesn't yeah. take it clean off they're gonna be horribly yeah and and all it does is like cut their hands and then they do like a blood oath and i'm yeah. i was so like what the fuck is going on and it's it's their joining never taken a blood oath before ashley um i mean no <laughs> not that i could talk about on this podcast i um, had to but i had to find that damn movie <laughs> oh, oh you the sleep <laughs> return to sleep boy Katie. yeah i had to take a blood oath for that one <laughs> give up a kidney <laughs> right um oh the, oh the dark web um <laughs> so they do a blood oath and it's basically like the two towns are going to unite it symbolizes yeah. that the towns are uniting to kill all the adults <laughs> it's like a game of thrones plot oh man <laughs> Like, a, like, like, oh, we got to, you know, your daughter has to marry my son so we can unite the kingdom oh, <laughs> and have a truce amongst the kingdoms. I, awesome. We got to get into We should do like a whole separate podcast on Game of Thrones. Just break it down episode <laughs> by episode because I love that. Because <laughs> that la- the new last season out was. Soon. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really, oh, the last season was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the uh, was it House, House of, of Dragons? Yeah, House of Dragons. Yeah. That, that might be good. Anyways, moving uh, on to uh, what we're actually <laughs> supposed to be talking about. So they they cat they catch Danny watching them. Yeah, and they bring him into the fold, and Danny goes along with it. Yep. He's like, okay, like yeah, sure, like this isn't weird or fucking creepy at all. Like yeah, I'll do, okay, cool. Like I just watched you machete someone's <laughs> hand, but yeah, like yeah, I'm totally into totally, it. And he like totally agrees down. to join their ranks to yep. like kill the adults. Um, the following day, John and Red Bear are checking out the cornfield. They're like going to the cornfield. They're and they find that um, they find like a it's, it's like, like a, a shed barn or something barn filled or something. with corn. And it's corn from the previous year's yeah. harvest. Yeah. And it has like a weird kind of mold on it or like. Yeah. Um, I called it uh, Easter grass from Party City. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the kind of stuff you put in your Easter basket. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this mold slash Easter grass. <laughs> Um, it's all over the corn from the previous harvest. Yeah. And Red Bear, who's like, his specialty is this kind of thing, is basically <laughs> saying... corn. It's corn. Um, <laughs> he basically says, like, he recognizes what kind of mold it is. And he's like, oh, you're like, this, this has like a, 
like it can make people hallucinate. Yeah, it causes delusions and all sorts of stuff. But he specifies that it's really prominent in children. Yeah. Really, which I don't get. I feel like mold is mold. It's going to affect you one way or the other. Like everyone's going to have the same kind of, but whatever. Not necessarily. Everyone is different when it comes to stuff like that, but still. Yeah. So it's it affects the children more than, than adults. And John's like, well, why wouldn't they throw it away if it's moldy corn? Right. And Red Bear's like, they're going to mix it in with this year's harvest. No! Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so it ends up being like, because from what I remember, Children of the Corn, the original, that was like, because every Stephen King thing is always, it's always something from another dimension. I and, love Stephen uh, King. You shut your poor mouth. <laughs> Don't act like you don't like it. Come on. I, the Shining. Come on. I think The Shining was the only one. That Misery. Misery is great. Pet Sem- well, Pet Cemetery is kind of like that. Uh, I wasn't super into Pet Cemetery. I don't know. I watched actually the original Pet Cemetery the other day, and that movie is so messed up in so many ways. It's the so original. Great. The I, I remember the watching, first one, like the yeah. original one back. The original. The original one's good. I saw the remake in theaters, but I, I was also. <laughs> I was also drunk. I had like a two. I had too many cosmopolitans before I walked Cosmos. over to the theater, um, and it was a horrible experience. But yeah, that one was not good. It. It. The original. It is. It has John Ritter, and I. Yeah. I love John Ritter. Rest I, in peace, John Ritter. Uh, I love John Ritter, and he's wonderful in that. Um, I. I do love The Shining. The Shining is. The Shining is really great. But like, I just feel like the bulk of Stephen King stories are just like other dimensions and. From what I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, that was kind of the premise of Children of the Corn is that I, I don't think it was anything like biblical. It was like legit, just something from another dimension was like Yeah, it was like, it was super funny. Like the first time I saw Children of the, uh, of the Corn, you know, like all these kids are worshiping some sort of god, I guess, or entity yeah. or something that lives in the corn. So, of course, I'm thinking... I'm like, oh, these children are just crazy, you know. They're yeah. having delusions because of something. And then to find out there is actually a thing in the corn. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's but, fun. But like Thanks this... for not making it like, <laughs> make it super obvious, but not so obvious that anyone would ever really know. Right. But like this. Unless you read the book, I assume. This <laughs> but, is like legit. It's supposed to be like the mold could be potentially affecting the kids or could it. Um, but it also ends up being like a town conspiracy. It's like a government conspiracy where they're going to like tape the corn for money purposes, for financial gain. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Um, so so John, John and Red Bear go to like leave the barn to go and like report this or call an authority. Or, but there's already a cop there waiting for them who is in on it, who's in on this, which... I, I don't know about I don't I don't know about law enforcement in Nebraska. I'm assuming it's garbage as law enforcement usually is in most places. <laughs> but um I don't I can't really understand how a cop is like, no, we have to protect the harvest. Like, do you not have better things to do? Your town kids are kids are murdering adults in your town. I think you should be a little bit more preoccupied yeah. with that as opposed um, to like these dudes reporting on moldy corn. So, yeah, like it it was to maximize profits. Yes. Which, you know, just grow more corn. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to take this corn and sell it with the other corn. So you have more corn. Just, just grow more. Grow more. And throw out the moldy corn. Uh, you want to know how much a packet of seeds costs, Ashley? How much? Like 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that cheap but it's still like a dollar or two depending on what you get like yeah. i grow vegetables it doesn't cost that much you know what i do i go to the grocery store and buy my corn 
Yeah. Uh, growing corn is kind of, unless you're growing like acres of it, it's not really worth it. Yeah. It sucks because it would be super <laughs> fun to grow corn. But anyways, um, before that, I think you jumped the gun a little bit. Sorry. Um, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Very eager to get to the end of this. Um, I know. I know. But there's uh, there's some some things that, you know, we're missing. Just little bits here and there. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, so Ruby there, the old woman there, dies under her house and this and that. A little late, later, so the kids, so then now Mike is killing the dude in the, the church. Mm-hmm. They're just going around town just wreaking havoc, right? And, like, Micah... Like, I don't think the first one, any of the kids had, like, powers. Yeah. I think their powers were knives. They just had knives, so that they just killed everybody. It. Yeah. Um, like, that's what they did in the very first scene of Hill of the Corn. They just had a bunch of, like, knives and stabbed everyone, which is fine, you know. But, like, this kid has, like, powers now. Yeah. Because I think he's, like, possessed by the one who walks behind the rose or some crap. Um, <laughs> A.K.A. the mold demon or whatever the hell's the going on. demon. <laughs> I mean, I'll get into that after, but, um, but so now they're walking around town, right? So now we see Ruby's sister yes. in the wheelchair. Who is probably only supposed to be like 35, but, <laughs> but she's, a, right. she's an old right, woman with gray right, hair right. and a wheelchair. Mrs. Burks. Yes. Um, oh, I know where you're going with this. Go on. <laughs> she's So now the kids are terrorizing her because, you know, she was Ruby's sister and or is Ruby's sister, and Ruby was like, these kids are evil. I'm getting the hell out of here with my house. You know, the real OG. <laughs> you mean the real OG? Um, so now they're terrorizing her sister who's in a wheelchair. Yeah. So, um... Is this a scene where she's, like, what did downtown? He, do? he, uh, he starts, like, using... He's called telekinesis or some crap. Yeah. And he starts... Like, it's either moving a truck or moving her wheelchair. I think he's moving her wheelchair, like, well. Into at, the road or something. Well, at first he's, like, steer, like, she's, she's, like, going downtown. She's, like, riding. She has, like, a motorized wheelchair. It's not, like, a standard wheelchair that you use with your hands. Right, 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 right. The, right, the, right, the, right, elect- right. the so electric like, wheelchair. Yeah, it's got a battery electric, and like, stuff. Yeah, the motorized one. Um, And she's moving around. And the kids, the kids who are, it's, it's like, ten deep crowd of kids are just like walking mm. behind her and no one's saying shit there's other people around and then no one's saying anything and right? like totally normal and they're like micah is controlling like an rc car which were huge back then yeah um, like uh like the remote control for the rc yeah cars he has. and somehow he finagles it where the the rc car remote now controls her wheelchair yeah so he's basically like they're walking right behind her People are walking past them and she's yelling for help and no one's doing anything. And no. the kids the kids are steering well, Micah mainly is steering her wheelchair using the remote mm-hmm. into traffic. Yes. Um and <laughs> would you like to talk about what happens? Because I know I'm gonna burst out <laughs> laughing and I'm gonna feel really bad about this. <laughs> I didn't think they were actually gonna keep going with the scene, but I'm glad they did because <laughs> I near, I nearly peed myself during this part. <laughs> Um, so he's, yeah, he steers her into oncoming traffic and like a giant, like 18 wheeler truck is coming by. I think it was like one of the big, it was like a dump truck or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. It was something big. She gets, (laughs) this truck, it hits her wheelchair. The wheelchair with her in it goes flying. Now you would think that that's where they would stop the scene. No. Nope. Hell no. Hell no. Not enough. We need comic, Not we enough need comic ridiculous. relief Yeah. <laughs> so now we have this woman in a wheelchair flying through a window into some sort of shop. It's it's like a bingo hall. They're playing bingo. It's a bingo hall. They're playing bingo. It is, was the most ridiculous thing I've ever what, seen. 
it i mean and i was like they're not gonna do oh there it oh, is oh it. there they're it is they it. just they just did that no holds barred in 1992 <laughs> um, and it's so funny because it's clearly a mannequin with a wig on yes in this chair goes flying i mean clearly this window somebody somebody had posted that clip years ago and i had no idea it was from this movie and mm. i just remember laughing hysterically because it was so over the top absurd and then when i saw it i was like oh my god this is the movie um so i was like i was like that link was there and i was so happy that i finally knew where it came from nice um but what makes that scene is she goes fly i mean it's a mannequin but she goes flying through the window the glass shatters she like the mannequin lands on the ground they were in the middle of a bingo game and the guy sits up with his card and he goes bingo i lost i lost it i completely lost my mind i, I could not be- i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe they did that um, yeah it was pretty good so uh john john and uh dr red bear are tied up in the cornfield by this crooked cop um, oh actually no before that oh yeah still sorry <laughs> we need to talk about the the rock paintings Oh, oh God! Which just um, looked like finger paintings that a three-year-old did. <laughs> I don't even. I think I tuned that out because I was so like I was so just annoyed. So yeah, so Red Bear there um, starts to tell John kind of like a history or like a folklore, it's like folklore type of yeah. dealy um, that they believe that the area around Gatlin and Hemingford, which is the town they're in now, um, hold a special power that can magnify good or bad. You know. So it depends on how you use it, you know. Gotcha. With more power comes more responsibility. It's like, are you going to be a Jedi Master or are you going to be a Sith Lord? Choose wisely. <laughs> I'm choosing Sith Lord every time. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Being and our- this is actually where he explains that the ch- children are especially vulnerable. And then tells John of the story of the children killing their elders. Um, but how in the end... Uh, something having to do with a funeral pyre i don't know it was very like put together not very well um (laughs) basically (laughs) right right basically um something happens someone dies funeral pyre goes up spirit emerges and then something because like, that's how big it was. I think I might have. I think I might honestly. I'm not even kidding. I think I might have gotten up to pee during that. Part. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, it was not very I, long. I, I do it not was remember not very, any of this. It, it was not very long. <laughs> but basically, the gist of it is that this is a, this these paintings are telling a story. Native American paintings are telling a story, but this bit at the end hasn't been told yet. So there's no end to this story yet. Oh, okay. But that's when he starts telling him that the children are most vulnerable and with this crap and there's a spirit. So or is some it junk. <laughs> is it moldy corn or is it like a higher entity? Like a like Well, you know, on the surface, you know, having to do with capitalism, <laughs> moldy corn. Oh, we're going there. We're going down that road <laughs> during this episode. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> However, if you look at like, you know, um, the Native American folklore of the area, then that would be spiritual type stuff. I'm just going to go with moldy corn. Okay. I I believe in science. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I love science. Science is great. Um, And that's when they start investigating the corn um, and find the moldy corn. Gotcha. Okay. Or the Easter grass corn. Yeah, no, I definitely. And they're like, oh, they're going to mix this with – because you would want to – what I didn't understand about that is like, oh, well, they're going to take this. This is last year's harvest, and we're going to put it with the new harvest this year. 
And I'm thinking, oh, they're trying to infect all the corn for a specific reason. No, they just need more corn to sell to maximize profits. Again, capitalism. (laughs) So you can find stuff on her new podcast. (laughs) Rallies against capitalism. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying. It's called burning it down to the B movies. (laughs) Burning it down. All right, enough enough about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of goofy the way that it plays out, though, because it's like literally it's like, like oh, we just need more corn, grow more corn, yeah, grow more corn. Like you definitely like, get the land to do it. Like <laughs> if you're if you're a farmer, <laughs> I'm just gonna stand on my soapbox. <laughs> I got mine out my car. Every- I'll go get it. <laughs> I just used it for the pumpkin spice thing. <laughs> um, sometimes you have a bad year. Yeah. Last year we had a bad year. Last year it rained for three months straight. Yeah. Now, You're going to have a bad year. Now we don't have any rain. Yeah. And things like, are drying up Like I've, I've had like full litters of rabbits die. We oh. don't know why. Oh, God. Not recently. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Like things happen. Like yeah. it, that's it's the life. risk you take. It's life. Yeah. Um, it is. It's like three different storylines happening at but once that's, in this But that's the point I was trying to make. <laughs> There's like three different storylines happening here. Like, okay. Which one do you want to follow? The science one. <laughs> we'll go with the science go one. The we'll science. go with the moldy corn. <laughs> Um, so this cop that's like in on this whole goddamn thing ties them up in the middle of the cornfield and he puts them in front of I, I don't I mean, you're familiar with farm equipment. I don't know what the hell that thing is that he's I want to say it was a I don't know what the actual technic technological term is, um, but it's some sort of corn um, chopper. Well, <laughs> harvester harvester. Yeah. Like you'll drive it over the cornfields and it basically will cut all the stalks down. Yeah. And then it filters the corn off the stalks. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. He puts them, he puts uh, John and Dr. Red Bear and like ties them Yeah. Up and this in- is after they find the corn and the cops are waiting for them. Yeah. To, that's, <laughs> I went on a rant before, yeah. but to just catch everybody up. Now we are on point. Cops see them. The cops are in on it, I guess, I wanna, or something. I want to take a minute because I, I mean, you know, I missed this whole part and I, sincerely apologize for skipping right over that i will not pee during the movie again i will <laughs> it's okay hold, I, will hold it. I mean it was very hard for me to get through this too and i mean i you I'm know like, oh god and i could have i could have paused it but i didn't want to i just wa- i just wanted it done i just wanted right. it over right. um that's my bag hey, good enough <laughs> No, it's cool. No, I mean, again, it was just the small, the small stuff. Like it was a minute or two, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I actually saw it. I just tuned it out. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, more than likely, not, not important. Um, so, uh, John, John, and Doctor Redbear are tied up in front of this thing that's approaching them. It's cutting the corn. Yeah, they're like tied down. to like a pole or something yeah. that's driven into the ground. And the cop leaves because he's got to go to a meeting. They're having a town meeting, mm-hmm. and that comes into play in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um. John and Dr. Red Bear do manage to get out of the way of this thing in the nick of time. They're yeah, able they to like pull lift the themselves pole out or something. Kind of scoot out of this thing's way. Yeah, they just <laughs> they just um, roll. <laughs> so the adults the adults are now at this like town meeting in like a church or the meeting house or whatever. The kids are again running around that cornfield because no one is watching them. Um, and they're getting ready for like the ultimate sacrifice for he who walks behind the rose or whatever. Um, I could have sacrificed myself. And before they have this big sacrifice, uh, they the the kids go to the meeting house 
where all the adults are. And a few of the adults are talking about how there's something like really wrong with the kids. Like there's yeah. like the woman whose husband in the church was like hemorrhaging and she just kept handing over tissues. <laughs> yeah. She's starting to come around to the idea that like, hey, maybe bringing these kids here was a really bad idea. Like this is really, <laughs> this say. is a yeah. really terrible idea. And the kids lock them, all the adults, and yeah, in, in the meeting, meeting house. house, yeah. And they torch that place. And I was watching it, and like everyone's, you know, the adults are trying to get out of the building. They're breaking windows, but I mean, the kids are surrounding this meeting house, church, wherever they are. And um, I'm thinking to myself, it's a public building. You know, people have meetings here. It's it's you know public public domain. No fire extinguishers, none. No fire escapes. No fire escape. No fire extinguishers. No uh, no water, apparently, anywhere in that building. Like, none. Um, right? Like, no fire axes? Yeah. I was like, this is, you know. Break a damn window. You saw the windows. You could see the kids through them. Yeah. Break a damn window. Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> Throw something at the kids and then climb out. Um, but the adults get torched. Yeah, all of them. All they all them. die. Like every every adult, and which doesn't make any sense. If I mean, you know, we have town meetings all the time where I live, and I've never been to one of them. I have no interest, so I don't understand how an entire population of adults got wiped out again, again. How many people have to go to these meetings? Who cares this much? Um, <sighs> so the kids kill all the adults again, and now we are back in the cornfields where the kids are preparing for the ultimate sacrifice and it's also kind of danny's initiation into their would you call the ultimate the final countdown (laughs) 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 um so uh micah this is also like danny's initiation into this group of like weird kids yeah um Danny, of course, being the only one who wears jeans, they're all wearing like farmer's clothes. Danny's the only one who looks like he is in the year 1992. Mm-hmm. And Micah, Micah hands him the machete that he had previously used to cut people's hands open for their blood oath or whatever. Yeah. And he gives him the choice. He can either save uh, Angela, yeah. the woman at the bed and breakfast and who his breakfast. dad is banging now. Yeah. Um, future stepmom, I guess. Or... He can save Lacey, his, his girlfriend, girlfriend yeah. of a day. <laughs> <laughs> also, a day like, he, he, like he's, yeah, he's known both of these women for, like, what, a week, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not even? Not even. I don't think it's, it's a couple days. A couple days. A couple days. Yeah. And he has to, he has to, uh, he has to choose who he's going to kill first, but he ultimately has to kill them both. And their blood is going to uh, water the harvest, their big harvest that they're... <laughs> insanity um so uh you know danny is i think he's gonna kill lacy first or he's like acting like he's gonna kill lacy first yeah was he going for lacy i think he was gonna go well she was the closest one to him and angela was like trying to talk him out of it and lacy of course is like but i love you it's like you've known him a day right he's from long island don't do this (laughs) you can do so much better (laughs) why would you do this um and while this is happening, uh, there's bright lights approaching the kids yep. in the cornfield. And Micah mistakenly thinks it is their whatever the hell they worship. The one who walks behind the, behind the rose. The behind the rose, yeah. Um, and it's not. It's the fucking harvester. Yeah. <laughs> that John and Red right? Bear are like They're careening, driving the harvester. careening towards these kids right? at like a very fast pace. 
It's very funny. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thank God something's happening. Right. So Danny is holding the machete over his head like he's going to kill Lacey. But he ends up just cutting the rope that yeah, is holding he her, her down. He frees her. And, and he frees Angela, too, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah John, well, yeah, John, jumps, yeah, John jumps off the thing to help. And, and Red Bear gets shot with an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's just in the harvester and then just gets shot. And that's that. That's that. Yeah. Um. And the thing stops. The thing stops moving. Like, he falls. Like, he gets shot with the arrow. He falls forward. And the harvester stops moving. Yeah. And John frees Angela. Like, this whole fight with, like, Jedediah and the bigger kids ensues. Like, there's... Mordecai. Mordecai. Um, And, you know, so, like, things are starting to, like, catch on fire. Because the kids have, like, like, a little bonfire and shit going. Um, Danny and Lacey run one way. John and Angela run the other. They both get caught again. Yeah, run. because they're in a damn cornfield. So how the hell you get out of that crap? <laughs> What's the rule in a cornfield? Keep going left, like left most first or something. Yeah, just keep going yeah. left. You'll work your way out. Yeah, I've only gotten lost once. I love the people that get lost in cornfields and call nine one one. I got lost in one once, and I just kept walking straight and ended up not lost anymore. I was gonna say, turns out it doesn't go on forever. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> right. But I love the people that are like, I'm lost in a cornfield. Please come get me. Um. I love when that makes the news. It's a good, it's a, it's a feel good <laughs> Slow story. Slow news day. It's a, it's a feel good story. Um, they get brought back to like the area where the sacrifices were happening. Again. Yeah, and it looked like a crop circle. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and you know, you had mentioned earlier, like Micah is he's possessed by something. Like the one who walks behind the road, yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> who can like? Can we just call him like? Ben or something just like like, like <laughs> yeah, Brad Bob, Bob. um because the, the one who walks behind the rose is just stupid and corny no pun intended but it's very good well maybe no that's man, a, that's I'm that's just using good, it because that's a term they use in the movie that's a good pun that's a really good pun all right it's corny um so you know he's he's talking he's giving his whole thing about like how like they're all gonna die now and like blah 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 and Red Bear wakes up and wakes does up he? he does he okay. he like comes to oh his, he restarts the harvester he restarts the harvester yeah. and starts moving it towards um micah yep and micah's like robe thingy gets, gets caught. caught in the gears yeah. and he gets like pushed down on the ground and yeah. starts getting pulled into it yeah and as he's getting pulled in and his legs are getting crushed and that thing was hauling ass but for whatever reason i was going like super slow so we get like <laughs> Two minutes of him like getting his legs crushed, which is it's great. A, it's a I know while, like, I but you it. know, a slow and horribly painful death. Deserved, <laughs> deserved, um, absolutely deserved. But like you could see, like the like the demon that has possessed yeah. him is yeah. like resurfacing. Like his face, like gets his all, face like, gets all demony. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like um, I forget the character's name, but it looks like that like wharf or whatever on Star Trek, like <laughs> <laughs> Quark. <laughs> and um, and all of a sudden he's like, it, it, it appears that. The demon gets, like, pushed out of him, and he is no longer possessed. Yeah. And before, like, Danny Danny has this moment of, like, maybe I should save him because, like, you know, he is a kid after all. Even though he's 19, it should have a job. Um, he's, he's a grown-ass yeah, he's, man. He's, he's not a kid. He's a grown-ass man. Um, Danny goes to, like, save him, but it's too late. Uh, he uh, Micah gets pulled into the harvester, and, like, you get, like, the blood spraying off his it's, it's great. Yeah. It's super great. Yeah. Um... So that's basically that. We don't know what happens to the other kids. I'm assuming they flee. They just and- like take off 
they go they, to the next run. town over. They, and like, I think <laughs> just keep the you know the story going. Let's bless them next to the next yeah, town over. Still in the corn three, and whatever. The- Gatlin. <laughs> <laughs> What's next to Gatlin in this place? We'll go yeah, to that one and just yeah. start over. Um, so like it's like the next morning. Um, Red Bear is dead. Like the arrow has killed him. Yeah. Um, and they have that. That's what it was. They had you. Had they, burn his body they burn his body in the like, pyre. Because I, I, you know, and I had written a note like, why did they just bury him? Like, what is <laughs> happening? Are we not sick of burning things? Like, what the hell? Um, Fire cleanses, Ashley. But they have the they have the pyre, and they they burn Red Bear's body on the pyre, and they get into Angela's like little red convertible that is somehow in the cornfield now, and like that's that, like that. They go on to, like, have a wonderful, happy life together. I don't fucking know. <laughs> well, after that, you can see, like, there's a scene with Red Bear, like, finishing those rock paintings that you clearly missed. I saw so, that. I was like, what is this? Very- <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> it's at the very end. So, like, he's, like, this spirit. And he's fit because the rock painting, he said, like, this has not happened yet. So he's uh, finishing so he it. it. Gotcha. So now he's like walks away and he's like, so is he a ghost or a spirit or something? And from what I was reading, he's like, oh, now he'll, you know, watch over the cornfield. <sighs> Until Children in the Corn 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that that is Children of the Corn 2, the final sacrifice, which is not the final sacrifice. Because, again, we have six more movies, I think, after this that are just god awful. Yeah, there's quite a few. Um. So, for for a body count, I just wrote down a fuck ton. Because we got, like, 50 dead adults at the beginning. We yeah. have, like, everybody getting killed left or right. We have, like, an undetermined amount of adults that get burned in the town hall meeting. Like, I don't know. I gave up on the body count in this one. Yeah. I could not keep count. Um, did you have any <clears throat> set number or no? I'm up to five. <laughs> and then I, I feel like it's way more and than then, that. And then I stopped. Yeah, I <laughs> I stopped. I stopped up. caring. Actually, <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm good. Oh my god! Um, I'm like, this is not. I don't know. So, so yeah, that's Children of the Corn too, which is um a again direct sequel to the first one. Do you have any? Because you're really good with like the the facts and the tidbits. Do you have anything about this movie that might make it more interesting than it actually was? It was the last film in the series to be released theatrically. So this was in theaters. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Man. Right. I don't a, know what theater. Ninety two was a cursed year. Um, <laughs> cursed. um. So the movie takes place in Nebraska, but it was not shot in Nebraska. Where was it filmed? North Carolina. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was. I don't know why because they shot in July. That's one thing that bothers me about movies. Like, if it's going to be in one place, I feel like it should be shot there. But I also am not a Hollywood director. I was gonna say, is it cheaper? Norwich is it guy. cheaper to shoot in the maybe. Carolinas than maybe. Nebraska? Maybe because I know yeah. like they do a lot of the stuff in Georgia or like Vancouver. Like so many movies get filmed in Canada and stuff. Like yeah, it's... well, Canada actually there's a tax break. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, same thing with Georgia, I think too. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's there's some so sort of tax break if there. they use like if they have a certain number of like Canadians in the movie or something. So all all like, of these all of these little kids are like Canadian kids. Oh, I know, it's filmed in the, the Carolinas. Never yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. um uh, most of the cast were locals, um, including the children. Um, this I found actually quite interesting. Uh, the director, David Price, when he was shooting there, there was a local Christian group who had a, f- 
few kilo protests, you know, during filming because, you know, I mean, it's horror and Christians are going to do their thing. And that's fine. They're thinking you like satanic, you. like we can't yeah, have satanic like, stuff. Yeah. So, but, you know, low key protests, or... you know, you have that right to yeah. assembly, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> except he received a dead rodent on his doorstep as a warning. Which is not very Christian, if you ask me. I find that most, most like super like aggressive Christians are just complete hypocrites. But that's 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 for my that's for my side podcast baking to the taking down organized religion. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, as a result, the production did construct their own church, so they didn't. Oh. Use, so the church that um, that one decent scene in the movie was constructed. Not a real church, so it's like man-made. Okay, for the movie. Well, all churches are man-made. Well, yeah, actually. but you know, like but not not like an actual. It was constructed for the movie itself, gotcha. so it wasn't an actual church, and okay. they used it in a few scenes, but you know, just a few. Yeah. Um. What was the budget on this? How much did it cost to make this piece of crap? Uh, one point three million. <sighs> There's so many better things you can do with that money. Like, give it to me. <laughs> They made seven million on it. Ugh, people are stupid. <laughs> Why are people so stupid? Uh, if you're listening to this and you went and you saw Children of the Corn 2 in theaters, I would love to hear your story. Mm. Hit us up on our Twitter at baking to be movies. Let us know what you were thinking or like if your parents dragged you to it or something or whatever. Let us know. Let us know the story behind it. Um, um, there was like a different ending. At one point, that was written in originally. What was it? It involved John making a phone call to, you know, his, <laughs> the Weekly World News. Oh, like the editor or something? Yeah, yeah. At, at a phone booth uh, by the side of the road near the cornfield, um, only to only to have him swallowed into the earth <laughs> by he who walks behind the rose by Ben. By Ben, Bob. Killing him. Brad, Chad. But they stopped <laughs> that because they didn't do that because of budget constraints. Oh, so they had $1.3 for the rest of it, but something that actually might have been entertaining. Can't, can't spend the money on that. Nah, gotcha. Okay. Nah. Um, for a star rating, where are you at on this one? <sighs> How much did I give Wicked Prayer? <laughs> Lo- less than that. At least the Wicked Prayer had Tara Reid in it. <laughs> Tara Reid eating snacks for the whole movie. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um yeah probably 1.5 because it exists because <laughs> it exists i mean i can't give it a zero if it didn't exist it'd be a zero i'm gonna give it two stars and the two why st- well i'm gonna defend one thing that wheelchair scene with the mannequin and the wig going through the window was one of the most offensively hilarious things i've ever seen in my it was life. pretty ridiculous it was it was so over the top and insane that i was like okay yeah like i'll rewind this several times to just watch it over and over again because it's so crazy it so, was pretty funny two stars um um i mean all the props looked like they came from spirit halloween <laughs> um like really <laughs> two stars two stars as Eastergrass. i listen like i was wa- i was waiting for the mold dance to happen listen i <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am one of my one of my talking points because we already talked about how fall is coming everything is do you remember because I I love a good haunted cornfield. <laughs> I love a good haunted cornfield. Yes. Do you remember that time we all went to Davis's uh cornfield like for the night, haunted one? For the haunted one. 
Do yeah. so you remember, I'm going to throw him under the bus because I feel like we do that to all of our friends at some point on this podcast. We just like narc on them for funny stuff that they've done. Yeah. Do you remember when the guy with the chainsaw jumped out and our friend Sean, who might be listening to this right now, um, <laughs> Yeah. Our friend Sean is deathly afraid of chainsaws. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Anything to do with chainsaws. chainsaw. It's yeah, the just, noise, the look. He, the smell. It like, just, that he, t- terrifies he him. He freaks out. Yeah. And we were all in this haunted haunted corn maze. Yeah. Um, it was like 10 o'clock at night. It's pitch yeah. black. We're like running through this corn maze. And this guy, Sean and I had gotten split up, I think, from a few people. Like at yeah. one point, our group got separated because yeah. we kind of went in a different direction. We yeah. panicked and all went in a different direction. Sean and I were like running down one part and we heard the noise and Sean froze up and I was like pulling his arm. I'm like, no, we got like, let's keep moving. Like we got to go. And this guy jumped out with a chainsaw. Obviously no like blade attached to it. They can't, well, yeah, they can't the chain was it. off Yeah, of it was it. just a chain. Um, and he like revs it. Sean pushed me towards the guy and took off. And he just You're his human shield, he huh? Pushed, he pushed me towards the guy, took off, and the guy stopped the chainsaw and went, wow. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I should go get him and, and ran off after him. <laughs> I don't remember that. I was, Actually, I think that was like one of my first dates with Andy. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I just remember like afterwards when we met up with Sean again, I was like, you're a dick. Right? <laughs> what, a douche. what a douche move. <laughs> you're the bad guy in the horror movie that leaves the girl right? to die. Like, right? But Sean, if you're listening. Like, like Sean. Sean is the final girl. Sean is, Sean is the final. <laughs> Sean is Buffy Summers. Sean <laughs> is Buffy Summers. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Buffy. No, I want to be Buffy. <laughs> Sean is Sean has that final girl energy. He sure um, does. So, <laughs> shall we talk about the food? Yes. So, because this movie is about a cornfield and moldy corn, and, and it took us twenty minutes to be like, what should we do? <laughs> <laughs> Which way did he go? Which, Which way, way did, did he go? go? Um, I have decided that for today's recipe, I made elote corn. Um, which it, it's ba- the elote is a sauce. It's not the actual corn itself. Oh, is that it's, what it is? Yes. It's super easy to make. Um, I, you know, I found a recipe that I was like, I want it a little spicy. Cause you had told me in, in the past, you're not opposed to spice. So I was like, oh great. I can get like your, your palate is not a Caucasian palate, nope. which I like. Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of my family has like the Caucasian palate. Right, They're like, right. you know, no oh, salt, salt, salt and pepper. And that's, Maybe salt and, and pepper. That's, a, that's about mayonnaise. it. Yeah, you mayonnaise eat, on your fries. Not too, not too much pepper though. Cause that's, that's risky. <laughs> that's, that's risky business. Yeah. Risky business. If you add too much pepper. Um, but it's basically you either boil or grill corn, which there's an abundance of that in this movie. Um, mold is optional. I say no mold. Um, no. We ho- call that cilantro. cilantro. <laughs> well, this does have cilantro in it. That's I'm so our sorry. mold. Um, so it's basically, the best kind of mold. It's basically you take a little bit of sour cream, a little bit of mayonnaise. Um, you can use cayenne or chili powder. In this one, I use chili powder just because I wanted it to have like a little bit more of a kick. Yeah, um, it's a Mexican style. Yeah, like a little style. a little paprika, some cilantro. Um, you can either use lemon or lime. I lime used juice. lime juice. juice. I used the lemon zest juice. and a little bit of lime juice. And I brought another lime as well to like wedge like in case you wanted like more of a citrus on it yeah um and you just whisk it together and yeah, then and basically yeah and then you um you take the grilled corn or the boiled corn and you just kind of brush or 
slather on some of the sauce on the ear of corn or like if you take the corn off of the cob you yeah. just kind of pour like some on there and like it mix basically it in. in replacement of butter and salt exactly yeah. it's just it's it's like a little spicy it's a little hot um but it's still really really it's like creamy and good and Tangy. and you top it with um Oh, God, the name slips me. The cheese that I brought. Cojita. Thank you, Cojita. Um, you put Cojita cheese on it. You can sprinkle like a little bit more chili powder on it if you want it a little bit hotter. Um, but yeah, it's just like a it's like a little Mexican like barbecue kind of. You know, it's like a perfect yeah, barbecue. Yeah, I mean, it's like a Mexican street food. Yeah, and, it's really um, good. I think like if, if, you know, if you're getting it on the street, they give it to you on like a stick. Yes. Like you eat it off yeah. of a stick, There's, which, you know, which is, let's be honest, the best way to eat anything. It's on a stick. It's on a stick. That's like, it's, it, what I love about the fall, too, is like, it's going to be county fair season soon. Oh, all the food so on a stick. So much. <laughs> all the food's on a stick. So excited. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm so know. excited for that. Um, but yeah, so uh, you you have generously provided the corn today yes. um, so that I wouldn't have to go into a field with murderous children and pick my own. Imagine. Uh, <laughs> imagine. I'm like, like, Ashley's still not here. Maybe we should call her. <laughs> nah, she'll nah, show up eventually. I'll show up. That's why it's important to be punctual, Ashley. <laughs> Listen, pumpkin spice was back on the menu. I wanted my coffee. Um, it's like 85 degrees. It's never Give me a nice, rich pumpkin spice. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that really cleanses the palate. Listen, I got it iced. Really hits the spot. <laughs> It's an iced coffee. It's delicious. Um, so, yeah, so we are going to go have this elote corn, and we will talk about how it tastes in the next recipe and the next episode. Um, not next, not the next recipe, the next episode. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired and hungry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited, and we're gonna be back in a couple weeks with another episode of Baking to the Bee movies. I'm really excited for the next one too because we picked a movie that's actually phenomenal. super fun, super fun. The recipe is phenomenal, super fun. Yeah, we'll get into that though. Um, but yeah, that is that is Children of the Corn too. You can find the not this... quite so final sacrifice. <laughs> the not so final sacrifice. Yeah. Um, you can find this recipe for this episode up on our Instagram. Again, that's Baking to the B Movies. You can follow us on Twitter, Baking to B Movies. Um, again, like, subscribe, favorite, share. We are available wherever you get your podcasts and. We really appreciate you guys joining us today. Go out there, get your cinnamon apple, whatever, your pumpkin spice. You know what? Life's short. Life's life's too short to be living on a on a super strict schedule like I have applied for myself, and I'm starting to realize that in my 30s. So, mine's just getting more strict. <laughs> I've had a pretty strict schedule since I like. You you run a farm. Like your schedule has to be strict. <laughs> I know it sucks. If your schedule was not strict, there would be wild animals running everywhere, and your crops would be so overgrown. So you need that. You need that schedule. It's true. I admire your schedule. <laughs> Thanks. Because I'm still living like I'm 20. <laughs> I have no no rules, no <laughs> no, no regulations. Mind. It's a lawless life that I live. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you guys again so much for joining us. We will see you in our next episode. My name is Ashley. My name is Steph. Bye guys. Later. Bye.